Hey everyone, welcome to episode number one of Andy's Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Andy Bermudez. Um, before I delve deeper into things, two things I gotta say right off the bat. I don't regret naming my podcast Andy's Comedy Podcast, but I do want to abbreviate it. I want to make it shorter. So from for the other episodes, you're going to hear me say ACP instead of Andy's Comedy Podcast. I feel like when you hear Andy's Comedy Podcast, you expect too much out of me. You want, it sounds like I'm just, like, my main goal is to make you laugh. And I know it's named Andy's Comedy Podcast, but with my stand-up, my main goal is to make you laugh. But with my podcast, I just want to feel like I'm talking. My main goal isn't to make you laugh. I just want to get my point across and talk. So that's that. And second, I want to introduce myself. Um, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas. I am an up and coming stand up comedian. This is definitely, um, this is definitely something different. Um, kind of getting out of my comfort zone. I'm only used to stand up, not really used to like talking by myself. So bear with me if I sound terrible, but, uh, there's a start, there's a start for everything. So, um, yeah, man. Um, I hope everybody's washing their hands and staying the fuck away from people as much as they can because it's a scary place out there, man. Right now, I know a lot of people are like panicking and shit, but dude, surprisingly, bro, a lot of people just don't give a fuck. Like every time I go out, somebody's either handshaking someone or they're like, they're just acting like, Like, really, dude, when you, like, look at the news versus, like, what you see out there, it's kind of, like, two different things. Because on one end, like, on the news, you see, like, it's a wasteland in some areas. But where I live, just, like, me personally, where I live, dude, it's, like, it kind of feels like nothing really happened. Like, there's people still ordering, like, straight up, like, ordering food, like, in line. Like, there's a place, like, right where I live, like, right around, like, where I live. It's called Pops. And people are ordering food and, like, standing by each other, not even, like, six feet apart. Not even, shit, barely even, like, six inches apart. So, it's, like, you kind of wish people would take it more serious because... To prevent, you know, to stop this shit from spreading. It's like you want everybody to self-distance each other. But some people just don't give a fuck, man. And for the most part, bro, like, 
this pandemic really truly shows the the IQ, the real IQ of people. I went to Panera Bread yesterday with my sister. I don't eat Panera Bread. I think that food is terrible, especially like like it's definitely not worth. It's just I mean, that's a whole different discussion for another time. Just personally, I think Panera Bread tastes like like fucking like if li- if a library could sell food, I feel like Panera Bread would be its caterer. If that makes sense. But anyways, I went to Panera Bread to go pick up soup from my with my sister cuz she loves that shit. And right when we got the food from like the curbside pickup and we were going to drive off back home, there's a family eating on the grass and like in like on the grass, bro. And they were eating Chick-fil-A because there's a Chick-fil-A right in front of Panera Bread. They literally they got their Chick-fil-A in the drive through. They parked right by the bus station, right in the bus stop. And there's like a little ramp where there's like a bunch of grass. And they went in a in a circle. And they were eating their food. No blanket. Like it was just them sitting on the grass, like pure dirt and shit. And and, and like I think the mom was touching the grass. And, and like she was touching the grass with her right hand. While there was like a chicken club sandwich on her left hand. Like word. And you might be thinking, oh, you know, they're just eating. But dude, on the grass. Come on. You don't even know what's going to crawl up your ass. That's one of the reasons why I do not like. Eating on the floor. For the simple fact that something might crawl up my asshole. That's literally one of my biggest fears. One of my biggest fears, and I'm not joking, is having a bug crawl up my ass. Literally, it is. Every time I take a shit, I lift up. I make sure nothing is in that toilet. Because I, you see videos on the internet where there's like a snake inside the the toilet. And you just wonder to yourself, dude, imagine if I just like, I do not even pay attention. I just, I really got to go. And I place my ass on the seat and there's a fucking cobra snake inside. You already know where that snake is going to go. You know that snake is going to go to, it's going to have a new home. That's for sure. All I'm saying is if you're going to get food, don't eat on the ground with your family. And they weren't even homeless. You would think, okay, it's a homeless family. All right. But dude, they had a really nice car. Their car was nicer than any of the ones my family has. And they were just eating. It's like, come on, you can't take it home. Or a plot twist. What if they just don't have a table at the house? But dude, still, I'd rather eat on the fucking 
like floor tile than on the grass. Ugh. Anywho, I just think that it's going to take a while, man, for, I don't know, for things to kind of get back to normal or like for this shit to stop spreading because people just keep fucking around, man. They don't take this shit serious, dog. They really don't. People go to Walmart for the stupidest reasons. It's not even to pick up food or necessities. Some people go to Walmart to pick a pack of gum. For gum? You're going to Walmart for gum? Or dude, worse, they go to Walmart to go dig in the fucking $3 DVD bin. Eh, why? Why do you do that to yourself? By the way, dude, shout out to everybody. If you're listening to this and you work at a at a fast food place, you work at a store, gasoline station, nurse, like whatever. If you work, if you work in a place that you are constantly coming into human contact, I salute you. You are brave because I would be definitely paranoid, like really paranoid. I just, you know, a couple of days ago, actually, I got a haircut with my barber and that felt so like I could like he was he had the mask on his face and he had the gloves. And man, um, it just felt so good seeing him again. That's one thing that I do take away from this pandemic. Well, during this whole quarantine, you know, as much as I, I, I mean, I don't hate human beings. I love people, but they can get on my nerves sometimes. And sometimes you want to get away from people. But truly, though, this, this should show me that. I don't know, man, to like. To really. Um, to cherish human existence, I guess. I don't know. In a way, it's just, I I miss my barber so much. I miss my barber so much. Like, bro, did I just say barber? My barber. I miss my barber, bro. I miss him. And when I saw him, I almost teared up. And I almost, I dude, I was so fucking close to tearing up when my ass hit the leather seat. I was... Oh, and then when the when the fucking clipper. Oh, when I heard the sound of the clipper, bro, it was like it was like hearing the angels sing. It was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. That's why fuck that shit. I know a lot of people were giving themselves that military haircut or that potato bowl haircut. Mm -mm. I waited. I waited because one time. I let my sister cut my haircut and it was the worst fucking thing I've ever experienced ever. She got these wall clippers and she dude, she didn't even she didn't even look up a tutorial. She just went off by heart to try to see what she can do. And she fucked me up. 
my hairline was so bad. It was so bad. I The best way I can describe my haircut was, um, say, a five-year-old trying to mimic a straight... Like, if you were to put a five-year-old... If you were to give a five-year-old a pencil and would have been like, draw a straight line. That's the way my sister did my hairline. That's how it looked. It was tragic. It was horrible. It was fucking garbage. That shit was terrible. But this, no, I learned from that. I, you got to learn from mistakes, bro. I learned and I never, ever got a home haircut. I don't give a fuck if this shit, if my barber never opened up shop, I still wouldn't have let anybody touch my hair. Not even myself, especially not myself. I can't even, I can't even draw a perfect circle. How the fuck am I going to give myself um, a hairline, a good hairline or a decent hairline? Fuck that shit. I'm waiting. And patience pays off. It truly does. It truly does. And, you know, um, man, I, I definitely, that's, that's the cool thing. If you have anybody in your family that cuts hair and uh, threads eyebrows and knows shit about beauty, man, uh, appreciate them because that's one thing. And, um, people in my family, man, they don't, they don't own, well, I'm not really close to my family like that, but I see, bro, I am fucking jealous of people that are like close to their family and that, and, and like, they're like cousins or barbers because right away you already have a connection. I mean, yeah, like that's, that's beautiful, dude. Like to just be like, hey, cousin, um, can you uh, give me a fresh cut? And be like, yeah, man, sure. Uh, that's just beautiful. That's awesome. Or, dude, honestly, um, uh, fucking just having somebody close that does anything beauty related, that's that's a blessing in itself. Not that because you're going to get like a like a free discount. It's just that just in case like there's an apocalypse and if you save their ass, um, you're not going to look ugly. And. Oof, you know, you guys, you guys can only hear me, but if you were to see me, if you were to see me, uh, my eyebrows look just like Frida. They're thick. They're, they don't they don't even look like eyebrows. They're practically uh, tails. It's like literally the tail of a fucking wiener dog. Like brown, thick, a little curvy. Yeah, it's fucking hideous, yo. And shout out to my barber. I think he's listening to me right now. Oscar, if you're listening to me, I love you. Thank you for making me feel beautiful again. Because, wow, during quarantine, my dude. Ugh, I looked at myself in the mirror. And I almost threw up a little. I almost threw up a little. Anywho. Uh, one thing that I hope each and every one of you have is a pair of AirPods or something that can block noise. Because, like, 
most of us were stuck inside with our family. And if you're stuck with anybody that's old, you know that old people love the news. They love the news. Uh, specifically, my father. He loves CNN. He loves CNN. CNN to him is like Nickelodeon to little children. He fucking loves it. And he can't. Every morning when I wake up, I hear CNN echoing around the house. And I get frustrated, man, because I'm like, dad, you know, this shit is just to put fear in you. And he's a boomer. So explaining shit to him is like, you know, it goes in one ear and then straight out the other. It just doesn't stick. And the same thing goes with my mother, man. Uh, and she's a and my mother. She's Hispanic and Hispanic moms love the news. They love it. And they take that shit by heart. Anything that goes on in the news to them is like 100 percent authentic. They think that shit is real. Like 100%. They don't believe in fake news. None of that shit. Um, but my point anyways is that old people love news. And you have to be. If you're stuck in the house with them, you got to have a pair of AirPods, fucking headphones, something, dude. Because, man, as much as, as much as you can tell them, please don't watch that. Like, you're brainwashing yourself. They're going to watch it anyways. They're going to watch it anyways. And what I, what I just, you know, what I picked up the other day when I was walking by is that if it ain't the news, it's 90 Day Fiance that people are watching. Everybody's watching 90 Day Fiance. I, I, it was, at first it was Tiger King. And then it was from Tiger King to 90 Day Fiance and then just the news. And you're like, what, man? Like, these are literally the shows like, well, like specifically 90 Day Fiance. I'm not going to lie, dude. I don't know if quarantine is changing my taste when it comes to television. But the shit is entertaining, bro. It is entertaining. Specifically, he this guy, he's a character, uh, but I think he's America's favorite at the moment, right next to um, that dude from Tiger King. It's it's No Neck Ed, No Neck Ed. He's um, he's definitely helping people pass through quarantine. I mean, think about it. A man that's probably. Three foot six, has no neck, hairy as fuck, and has a girl that looks at him with utter disgust. I mean, dude, what I love is that she doesn't even try to hide the amount of asco she has when she sees him. It's like right away you pick up like this chick does not fuck with him, but she needs that green card. So she's just grinding her way through. I love it, dude. I fucking love it. And I just can't get enough, man. Like when she took him to, she took him to fucking, she went to, she, I, she basically took him to where she grew up, where she was raised. 
and it's like super poor, right? And he had to take a shower with her dad. So two men are taking a shower. Like she's pouring water on him. And and then just seeing him, oh, the wet is just, yeah. But I must, I must say, I must say, dude, that one of the best moments in the show is when, well, let me start from the beginning. Rose slept with, um, you know, the, you know, with no neck and the camera woman said, oh, what did you do last night? And she said, nothing. And then was like, I'm pretty sure it was something. And then she's like, no, nothing. Of course you would say that because, dude, who wants to verbally say, yeah, I slept with that? Nobody. Nobody in the world. Dude, I don't care how much you pay a prostitute. They're not going to want to say that shit neither. They're going to be like, I spent time with them. But and then, dude, right after they they asked her that question, they it was like a quick cut to Ed. And then he said, we made love last night. Dude, I was thinking I was like eating fucking gummy bears at the time. And right away, it turned my favorite flavor into like the worst. It just gave me such disgust when I heard that. It was fine. It was, it was, um, it was definitely something that I can't forget. And, and then right after that scene, Ed was bringing over to her toothpaste, Listerine, and a toothbrush. Because he said that right away he picked up <laughs> that she had bad breath. And dog, it was so hilarious the way he presented it. Because, dude, it's not the easiest to tell somebody. Well, I mean, for me it is. Because I don't feel bad when I tell somebody the breath fucking stinks. Because I don't want somebody to feel bad if they tell me that. It's just the truth. You're looking out for me. But the way he presented it was so hilarious. He was like, right away when I met you at the airport, uh, I I noticed your breath. And then she just looked at him with that death stare. She gave him ojo, bro. She almost gave him. I think she did give him ojo. If you're, if you're Hispanic, you know what ojo is. It's basically the curse of the eye. If you don't know, people, if you don't know what that is, the curse of the eye is when you look somebody with that fucking, eye, with those eyes of death and you practically kind of make them like ill. She literally gave them the death stare. Fucking love this show, man. You guys got to watch it. If you haven't watched it yet, you have to watch it. It's, it's literally past. It's helping a lot of us get through quarantine. It's fucking amazing. This show is amazing. I know it's scripted, 
but who cares? It's good television, in my opinion. I don't give a fuck. It's it's amazing. I love big. I, I love No Neck Ed. I love him. He's fucking. He's hilarious. But on another topic, since a lot of people are watching Netflix, um, you know, you look and you know, I know a bunch of people are watching Netflix, Hulu, and stuff like that. So I picked up on a movie called John Henry, starring Terry Crews and Ludacris. They're cousins in the movie. And Ludacris has a metal jaw. Already, just by me telling you that, you should know what kind of film we're going to get. Without spoiling it, bro, this scene has one of the best fucking scenes I've ever heard. All year. All year. Hands down. Hands down. Without really spoiling it, there's a character in the movie that right before he goes out, right before he explodes, his last words are, my name is BJ and my dick was legendary. Yes. He said that. Somebody, bro, somebody wrote that and said, this is good. It's, it's, you got to watch this movie high, hands down, hands down. You have to watch this movie high. You have to, you have to smoke. You have, bro, you have to, you definitely got to, you got to be intoxicated to enjoy this movie. You have to really... Turn your brain off to enjoy this movie because sober, you're going to be banging your head against the wall. But if you like dumb movies, if you it's basically it's so bad that it's good. It's so bad that it's good, bro. Like. Terry Crews. Is the fucking man. And when you give him like a, a silly role. It just, I don't know. It puts the cherry on top. It's like such a big guy. And then he's like, he's like so fragile. It's fucking hilarious. You got to watch this movie, dude. It's amazing. And Ludacris is the villain. Come on. Am I really so, come on. The villain. He's the villain. Enjoy it. John Henry on Netflix. It's so bad. It's good. You got to check it out. You have to check it out. You have to. And what's another thing I want to talk about? Um, well, guys, since I'm, you know, I'm 18 years old. This is my last year. Well, well yeah, pretty much. Um, Tomorrow is the last day of school. Um, you know, even though we're not in school, obviously. And I keep getting those notifications on Google Classroom and, and from teachers. You're getting, you're getting these notifications and messages from teachers 
saying how much they miss you, that they love you. Um, you know, it sounds good on paper, man. It sounds good. But if you spent more than three months with these teachers, you know, for a fact, it's all bullshit. You know, deep down, you're like, lady, you don't fuck with me like that. You don't. Stop it. I had one teacher, you know, she's a sweetheart. I fuck with her. She's cool, dude. She's really cool. She was fucking cool. I used to always go in class smelling like weed and she wouldn't give a fuck. Like she was super awesome and she would always talk to me, dude. Like she was really nice. She was never a cunt. Like she was a straight up sweetheart. But, but, in one of the messages she put, she said, Oh, how I'm, she's like, oh, I miss each and every one of you. I hope you're safe and I hope all is well, right? That's like, I know some of it is genuine. Like the, I hope you're safe and that all is good. I'm pretty sure she means that shit from the heart. But that part of I miss all of you. Nah, I'm not buying it. For a teacher to miss all of you, dude, it's 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 a bunch of bullshit. You know how many fucking dickheads? You know how many fucking students that are like just fucking assholes? You just want to fucking throw them out the window and hope they they like. They go, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is there are so many students that teachers have where they want to throw them to a moving vehicle. Um, so for me to really think that she misses all her students. Nah, come on, man. None of these teachers miss all their students. Some, you know, the ones that were cool to her. Or, or, you know, like to to these teachers, but to go as, hey, I miss all of you. Nah, man, they don't. They don't fucking miss you. They want to get rid of you. Well, shit. I mean. Mm, no, nah, I stand by. Yeah, I don't. A lot of these teachers, I feel like, you know, as much of us, almost as like all of us. We miss our freedom. We don't necessarily miss everyone, but we miss our freedom. You know, our, we were free, but we didn't fuck with everyone. Does that make sense? Like, I don't miss everyone, bro, but I miss like going out there. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mix up my words. I don't want to mix up my words. It, I probably, I, I most likely do not make sense when I say that, but, but if I was a teacher, I would miss the kids that actually put in effort, showed me respect and somewhat showed me their attention because nowadays 
uh, student, you know, like students just they put their AirPods on and they're like, I right, 50 minutes of class. Let's let's just get this shit over with. They just, you know, they don't really they don't really pay attention. They just put the name on the paper, you know, they they, uh, they go through, you know, they just they get on by. They're not really paying attention. Like if I was a teacher, I would miss those students. I would miss the ones that were chill. Like they weren't fucking assholes. But dude, for the most part, there are some fuck, dude. Like even I, like I'm not a teacher, but there's some I'd be like, damn, who the fuck raised you? Like this is a sweetheart, like a sweetheart of a teacher. And you're just you're just being a cunt. I had this one bitch, man. There was this one girl. In that sixth period that I was talking about with the sweetheart teacher, right? And man, I remember I was, dude, I was fucking high. And I feel like when I'm high, like you can truly, like when you look at some people's expression, you know, when they want to kill someone versus when they want to like not do something to them. And with this girl and specifically, I could tell the teacher wanted to fucking snap her neck and not like, and you could tell if she were to snap her neck, she would feel no remorse towards it at all, at all. So the girl, right, she was just on her phone and, and then the sweetheart teacher was like, Hey, sweetie, um, can you turn off your phone and can you like come do this assignment and really need you to do this assignment? And the girl, dude, she looked at her and she fucking gave her that death stare that I was talking about. And then she just went back on her phone texting her sugar daddies. And then the the sweetheart teacher just kept repeating. She like, bro, she she repeated the same sentence, I think two or three times. Then that's when she walked over and she, she stood next to her and she said the same sentence, but this time, she said it with her chest. Like she said it passionately. She was like, bitch. Well, she didn't say bitch, but like pretty much she was like, bitch, put your name on the paper, do this assignment, stop being a hoe for 10 minutes and just get this shit, just get this shit done. The girl gave her the desk there, but she ended up doing it. But bro, as a student though, I wanted to fucking hurt her because it's like, if you have anybody that's like, I don't know, like when you meet like really nice people and you see them not getting treated right, you want to do something about it. So. Looking at it, that girl that was in her class, does my teacher really miss her? Fuck no. She's like, fuck that bitch. I hope she does get the coronavirus. <laughs> you don't do that. I mean, would she? I mean, hey, man, some people, some people, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion for like wishing death. Wish there's, you shouldn't wish, you shouldn't wish death upon nobody, upon nobody. But I must say, I must say, the only person, I mean, it, it's cool to, I think it is cool to wish death upon bad people like really bad people like people that are pieces of shit like these people are 
fucking pieces of shit. Like the only, the person I that I wish death upon is George Zimmerman. Fuck that puto. I hope he gets the coronavirus. Fuck that piece of garbage. He's a piece of trash. Fuck that fool. I hope he does. Like, but and I don't feel bad saying that because fuck him. That's scum. That's like that's like filth. Fuck that piece of shit. I don't feel bad about wishing death towards that kind of quote unquote person. Because he's a piece of shit and he's fucking he's terrible. He's horrible. I mean, I think recently he was he was suing Trayvon Martin's parents. What? How is he still alive? How is George Zimmerman still alive? That's why, dude, I wish there was like, how cool would it be if like the coronavirus didn't kill good people? What if it just killed bad people? That would be amazing. Oh, that would be so amazing. Man, during this quarantine, though, for sure. I've been listening to music nonstop, not because, you know, you well, obviously, because I want to block out all that CNN nonsense noise. But really, I'm listening to music because, man, it's it's just it's such a way to. To really get away from the world. That's what's so beautiful about art. That's why I love comedy. That's why I love music, movies. That's what's so beautiful about art. You could escape from the world. Don't matter. It just, you escape. And I've been listening to a lot of Juice World, a lot of Mac Miller. Um, I, I, I say those two specifically because it's a shame that they went out so soon. It really does hurt. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mac Miller and revisiting those albums like swimming and then recently the posthumous album that came out this year circles it 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 goes right into your heart man i really cuz i never went to those concerts i never went to those concerts i you know i never went to any concert in my life but it kind of does suck man that one of my favorite artists, he passed away and I never got to go to any of his concerts. Simply, I don't go to concerts because I'm not really a big fan of like big crowds. I'm not a fan of big crowds. And you would think, oh, Andy, you know, well, it's different when you perform. Because when you perform, like when you perform stand up, that's you on stage. You're not, you're not, you're not really with a bunch of people. That's just you on stage. But with concerts, it's a fuck ton of people, dude. And if I were to go to like one concert, it would be Mac Miller. And it's a shame, dude, because I've been listening to him and it's just like, wow. Imagine hearing this live. Oh, man. 
Same goes for Juice World. When he was here in Las Vegas, when he was uh, in Day in Vegas, when he did the Day in Vegas, I mean, a shit ton of people, a fuck ton of people. But to experience that live, it truly is something amazing. And and I do I do regret not going because we we do need to as fans I agree that we do need to support as much as we can like when it comes to artists because you truly don't know when they're going to be gone and that goes for any human being it doesn't even it doesn't even necessarily have to be like an artist you want to, you know, it can just be like your loved one, man. Like if you haven't spoken to your loved one or like hung out with them, you never know if they're going to be here the next day. You want to, you just want to cherish, like you actually want to like live in the moment. Because it's, it's like, it's really, it really is. Dude, so far, honestly, man, like from, from my experience, like, 2019 and 2020, I've seen a lot of good people pass away, like just go down. Like, unfortunately, like die. And you kind of do wish that you could have shared more moments with them. And you're like, God damn, I know somebody's listening to this. Like, God damn, we are. I thought this shit was going to be like fucking happy, but like, you know, in terms for, in terms to really enjoy, like in, you know, you got to laugh through the, through the pain. I've always been a firm believer in that, man. Like you got to laugh through the pain. You got to, you got to have a, a smile, like Tupac said, you got to smile through the, Smile through the bullshit. That's what it is. Smile through the bullshit. And with this whole situation going on around the world, I hope everybody's smiling through the bullshit. You know? Ah, uh, man, what was that? And, you know, uh, fucking, I never really got into uh, into uh, Pop Smoke or Nipsey Hustle, But, you know, that just shows... That the power of music, man, you know, it can really move people. It can really move people because, but then it goes into like another discussion. Do people really only miss you when you're gone? I, I, I personally never heard of Pop Smoke. Until he died. It's a shame. But it's like, it's just, it's true, man. Like the best, it's like one of the best marketings, like one of the best marketing is like your death. Because that's when your cells go up. It, it's sick, but it, it, it truly is sickening if you think about it. Because... When Juice World passed away, I remember, I think, I think his follower count on Instagram was like nine million, 
And then when he passed away, he has like 10, 11 million or some shit, dude. Like, I don't know what it is now, but I'm pretty sure it's it's more than what it was when he was alive. Which is like, what? What the fuck, man? A fake ass, like fake fans, man. I mean, no, no, fuck that. It pretty much is fake fans. They only love you when you're gone, man. Like, that's that's fucking weird. Huh. But, yeah, man. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. And rest in peace to Juice World. I, I am really looking forward to Juice World's album. Um, this is like, even though it's a posthumous album, just hearing Righteous, very emotional, very, it, it was beautiful. And if you haven't listened to it, definitely go give it a listen. It's fucking beautiful. You got to listen to it. And uh, going on a lighter tone. But for me, it's kind of creepy. Is, dude, I think my phone is spying on me. I think this fucking phone is spying on me. Granted, it's an older model. I've abused it a lot. Like, my fucking phone has fallen inside a toilet before. It's it's literally been wet more times than than God knows how many shit. I all I all I'm trying to say is that my phone has been through hell. Like we are in a domestic relationship. And for it to still function is a miracle in its own. But anywho. The reason why I think my phone is smiling on me, uh, spying on me, not smiling. What the fuck? Spying on me is because, dude, anytime I'm interested in a show or I talk about it, like I don't even necessarily have to watch the trailer. And I get spoilers in my recommend in my recommended section of YouTube, like in my recommended section in the suggested pile. I get spoiled, bro. And what's so what sucks dick, dude, is that because like on my phone, I don't know if it's like on Android or anything, but like with my iPhone, like when I'm passing by the video plays, like it gives you like a preview. So right away, even if I'm not like looking at the title, I'm still kind of seeing what's going on. And like I said, when I'm interested in a show, like I was interested in the boys. I never watched the boys trailer. I've never watched none of that shit. And dude, it just spoiled it for me, man. Like it spoiled some heavy plots. I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't even seen a trailer or anything. And it's already given me that shit. Like it's, it's already given me spoilers. How the fuck can I justify that? Like that shit's weird, bro. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just a coincidence, right? It's just a coincidence. But bruh, it kept going. It kept reoccurring. Everything I talked about, dude, it just kept popping up on my fucking phone. It just kept popping up. It made no sense. Like stranger things. Before I was like, I told told my sisters like, hey, I'm going to get back into stranger things, right? And it's like, the phone was listening. It literally popped up. Next thing you know, 
I guys, I didn't even watch a trailer. And then it just one of the one of the like major spoilers in the show just popped up on my screen. I haven't even I'm not even like how just how it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. And same thing goes, dude, even though like Avengers was obviously, obviously Avengers Endgame was the biggest film of all time, in my opinion. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody wanted to see Avengers Endgame. And I remember, dude, I was literally in the shitter. And I went on YouTube which was the worst, worst mistake I could have done because I should have knew better knowing that my fucking phone spies on me. And it ended up spoiling a scene from Avengers Endgame, which was Tony Stark's death. And I was fucking vivid because, dude, I love, like, I love movies. I'm a big movie guy. I'm a big movie buff. I fucking love film. And dude, I was crushed because some dude in China spoiled it for me while I'm taking a shit. I waited a year just for somebody in China to spoil it for me while I was taking a dump. I was fucking emotionally broken, bro, because it is so much different when you actually experience it in a theater without actually knowing the stakes. Versus taking a shit. So people watch out. I don't know. I don't know if your phone does that. I don't know if your phone is like the feds. It's like watch. It's like hearing you at all times. Trying to ruin whatever show you want to watch or movie. But with my phone. That's I'm starting. I'm like. Dude, anytime like I have any desire to get into a film or TV show, I just turn off my phone before I even talk about it. Because I think the last straw was um, when I was talking like about Uncut Gems. It literally spoiled the last scene in Uncut Gems. And I was crushed. And then that's when I was like, all right, that's it. Fuck this phone. Anytime I'm going to talk about something, I'm just going to turn it off. Because it is listening at all times. Ooh, man. <sighs> On another note, um, six nine. Everybody's talking about six nine. You probably, um, I, I obviously like like everybody is like you. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about that. I have to talk about that. What do I think about six nine? Um, he's low-key a genius. Well, I mean, is he a genius? One thing I got to say about 6ix9ine is that he is definitely um, changing rap. And what I mean by that is in the 90s, if you had anything to do with snitching at all 
you were permanently blackballed. Permanently blackballed. There's no doubt about there's no doubt about it. If you were to snitch on someone, there's no going back from that. You are forever gonna be labeled as that guy. And even though 6ix9ine is labeled as that guy, you know, uh, La Rata with fucking colored rainbow hair, you know, he's still making millions. He's still making music and he's still breaking records. And I haven't really looked too deep into it. You know, a lot of people are saying that he's faking the, the views on like the billboard and shit. I don't know how that shit goes, but just just in general, man, just to have a career, to still have a career from what you have done is fucking mind blowing. Andrew Schultz said Andrew Schultz, a brilliant comedian. You guys have to check him out. He's fucking awesome. He literally he talked about it. And he literally said that it's all about clout, basically. Um, it's really in 2020, it's all about clout when it comes to really about anything, dude, it's clout, man. Like it don't matter who you are as a person. If you got that clout, you will be successful. You will be successful. And To see that, I don't know, man, just to see that somebody who put others behind bars can still make it over, because last I checked, it was 160 million views on YouTube. That got me thinking, how many views is Bobby Schmarta going to have when he comes back? That's who I'm waiting on. Fuck 6ix9ine. I want to see Bobby Schmurter come back. Cause dude, that's gonna be definitely that's gonna be that's gonna be an event. I can't wait for Bobby Schmurter to come out. Man. I, I love how in the comment section people are always saying, I wonder where that hat go. Where did that hat go? I love it. It's hilarious. But anyways, back to like 6ix9ine. Um, I wonder if he truly is safe because nonetheless, nonetheless, man, he put people behind bars. Those are people's father. That, that, like, they, that's somebody's family member. You don't think somebody feels some type of way about that? So he's definitely he's a targeted man. But then again, um, it's 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 not surprising. It's 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 shocking, but not surprising, because, like I said, in 2020, if you really look at it and hearing it from Andrew Schultz, it truly is. It's it's all about clout. So not too sure if he's if he's really going to stay, if he, if, if he, I mean, I never listen to 6ix9ine, but all I have to say with that is 
if you, you know, you make your bed, you got to lay in it. And no, I did not listen to that new song because I just don't want to support somebody like that. I don't want to give somebody that view. I just don't. Why give somebody that that kind of revenue by clicking? Nah, fuck that. I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Well, I think this is gonna... I think... Well, actually, before I... I end this episode... I hope all all of those graduating, I hope you want to go get your free donuts at Krispy Kreme. I didn't even bother because the fucking traffic was, I heard that the traffic was literally insane because there aren't that many like Krispy Kremes around where I live at, so... You got a bunch of high schools, a bunch of seniors and shit just coming to go get free donuts. And I heard that they can't they had to like just fucking cut it off, man. Call it quicks. I don't know if that's 100 percent true. I didn't bother to go get donuts just for the simple reason. I saw the flavors and I was like, fuck that shit. Just to waste gas to go get a lemon donut. Ugh. No, no, fuck that. Um, but but if you, you know, I hope that everyone got their donuts, though, nonetheless, because we earned that shit. And um, yeah, um, please, people wash your hands. Stay the fuck away from people as much as you can. Don't if you get food. Uh, don't eat on the ground. If you can find a table, please. Eat on the table. And yeah, man, you know, follow me on all my socials. Um, you can go to my Twitter, which is um, at the Andy Bermudas. And uh, also follow me on Patreon at Andy Bermudas. And another thing. Oh, yeah. Add me on Instagram. My Instagram name is Chicken Titty Tenders 57. I repeat it because I feel like somebody's gonna fuck it up. So it is Chicken Titty Tenders 57. And yeah, man, I, I think that's that's everything I want to get off my chest for today. Um episode number one um, of the ACP. You already know, this is Andy Bermudez. Um, thank you for tuning in. Definitely tune in for next for the next episode. Much love, man. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely uh, be safe out there. All right. Peace, guys.